Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Globally, humans are facing massive problems that are widely ignored by governments and the media. Like personal space invaders. I've had it with these couples that sit on the same side of the booth. Yak mouths. Stupid stick figure bumper stickers. Almond milk. You cannot milk an almond. Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Angie. We call her Pumps, and we're the hosts of I've Had It. Pumps, tell the listener where they can find us. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nailed it. See you next Tuesday. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Get it on. Dr. Drew's with the board for, um, with the boards. He's just chairman of the board. <laughs> I just am. What's going on? Hey, man, are you smoking cigarettes this morning? I did. What? I'm Morning cigarettes. Is, I never do. Do he ever come in smell? Oh, look at all the looks I of smoke dismay. half a cigarette. There's I not cig- a single look over here. Okay. I got no Came in sleep. Stinking last night. of tobacco, half a cigarette. My ass. You but, don't know. You do know. I smoke half a cigarette. I do. I do. But this. I. But I'm wondering if that clothing has been exposed to more than just a half a cigarette. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so, so. I got a very had a long night last night and getting any sleep. I just couldn't go to bed. I ended up going to bed and tossing, uh, turning. I got night sweats. I've been having lots of that lately myself. I woke up, and if I wake up stressed out or in not my right place, yeah. either I want a cigarette or I want like a sloppy Joe or something. <laughs> if I get a full night's sleep, I don't feel that way. I, you know, I, I this is honestly what I've been doing lately is, um, and I know you're a heavyweight, so you need something more, but the wellness company has a pretty good sleep aid that Ooh, I've really been very I'll pleased with. I'll try that. So, yeah, okay, I'll get you that too. Give me that too. All right. So, All right. So what are we talking about? Uh, your cigarettes. Uh, Elon Musk said hi to me on uh, Twitter. Did you see that? That's what I heard. Did, I, did, I, we, did we talk about no. it? No. <laughs> it's hysterical. I know. We have the lowest self-esteem of anybody. I know. <laughs> what is it? Uh, they played a video or um, 
I, I did. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on on. on uh, Blank on it, uh, Dave Rubin. Rubin. Dave Rubin, yeah. Um, I did the Rubin report or whatever he mm -hmm. calls it now, and mm -hmm. uh, this is the interview. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not worth playing the tape. I don't think it's just there it is. And uh, he's got he's got a great setup in Florida. He's so happy there. He's got twin little boys that are beautiful. Mm -hmm. so, anyway, we spent the morning with them, and um, he said something that I guess came out of a Michael Malice interview where he was saying, you know, where did you sort of start turn understanding that uh, everything in the media is bullshit. Essentially, mm -hmm. uh, was asking that question. I, and I said, you know, I've gotten to the point where I, uh, much to my, he's asking when we were red-pilled, which is sort of a general, I, I never know what people really mean when they're asking. Because you that. were the only people, we never saw the- The Matrix. The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. We're the only people who've yeah. never seen the Matrix. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I kind of know what they mean. I, and so anyway, so I said, look, I just, at this point, I've realized you can't believe anything in legacy media. So I, I always thought there was something, but I realized it's just complete and utter. And again, the rain reporting is your latest example of that here in Los Angeles. It's just constant. I mean, God help you if they ever do a print article on you, because whether it's online, on a substance, you will see how far from reality anything is reported. It's just mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And uh, he asked, well, where did that happen to you? And I said, well, you know, what, what, Really, I think when people, I think Malice asked me that, and what occurred to me was when I first interviewed RFK Jr., um, I was sort of, I, I thought he was going to be a, just a total crackpot, and I found him to be quite reasonable with good thoughts, smart guy, sort of brilliant, articulate, mm -hmm. and his ideas on vaccines were essentially that he, family's all vaccinated, everybody's vaccinated. Mm -hmm. He just it was raising awareness about the cozy relationship between the pharma companies and the regulators. And I told Dave, I go, you know, you, I can't even allow a pharma company into my office to give me a pen with a medication name on it. And yet these guys are sharing sharing jobs and careers and back and forth between the FDA and the pharma company. It's just crazy. Head of, head of Lilly is now the head of the HHS. It's just wild. And uh, and that he felt that vaccines had gotten off too easy in terms of the, the necessity for approval, that the research mm -hmm. should be more rigorous. I'm, hey, I don't I don't have a strong opinion, but I he really blew me away with the the cozy relationship. And at the end of the interview, he said, uh, "You know, it's you're so brave to interview me. It's so courageous." And I thought, it takes courage to have an interview with an adult in a public sphere. Mm -hmm. That's that when I when he first told me that, I was like, what? You, what? Mm -hmm. And of course, I eat shit for the interview and stuff and got a lot of whatever. And uh, it got me thinking, I don't know if this is something that you and I, any of it. So I, they put it up and uh, and Elon Musk said, Dr. Drew gets it mm. on a retweet. And then mm -hmm. 17 million people mm. saw, saw it. That's uh, great. But it got me thinking about this whole thing. I, I'm really bothered by this. You're platforming people. You're platforming the wrong people, right? This whole notion that if you talk to somebody, you're do you're participating in some sort of harmful endeavor. And I did. Did I ever talk to you about? I think I did about who I thought was the biggest spreader of misinformation in the his, in history hmm. ever. Did I ever talk? No. Okay, it's another few minutes on this, a couple of seconds. So there is one scientist in history who, from the moment he spoke up about his new findings, was immediately silenced by the powers that be. 
And what they told him was, was, hey, look, uh, we need time to think about this. You're probably, you're, you're wrong because God didn't construct the world the way you think. And by the way, one of the people that had the exact same pushback, Albert Einstein. So he was number two on my list because mm-hmm. his his pushback was how how could you talk about something so vague as in the you know this is God's great universe and the, your your theories of energy it's all bullshit. Well, this particular guy is not Einstein, but he was told that he would literally unravel society. Talk about uh, Galileo. I'm talking about Galileo, mm-hmm. and he would unravel society. He would. Uh, Challenge where people think they are in in their in the fabric of the universe. The church would be challenged. Authority would be challenged. It would have so much harm. Mm-hmm. Let us think about it before you or we allow you to talk. Finally, mm-hmm. he kept kind of speaking up, speaking up. They sent him to the Spanish Inquisition twice, mm. and finally was was uh, put on complete lockdown himself. Right. Uh, so, do you want to be the person that's Silencing Galileo, or would you allow to look around and interview, see if you find some Galileos lying around within, just learn something from people that might be spreading disinformation, but might have some real interesting insights within that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well. The 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 people that silence the great thinkers or any thinkers are never the good guys, ever, in the eyes of history. Yeah, the problem is people's investment and their... I mean, if you think about the self-esteem movement, the self-esteem movement is not built on achievement. It's it's built on talk. You know, sort of you're the best yeah. and you're the coolest. Wow, wow, whoopsie! Right, and and you are queen, and no one was there's no other you, and you know, don't let anybody talk to you this way, and have pride, and mm. a bunch of stuff your fat body or whatever it is, you know, so it's, it's very precarious, you know, it's, it's precariously perched, Mm. you know what I'm saying? And I do, I think about this sometimes as, as it pertains to what it must be like. So hear me out. To, To have been raised in that. No, I just mean, well, I'll give you another avenue or okay. venue All right. okay um i'm funny and i've always been funny and i've always been i've always felt like i'll be the funniest guy in the room that's what i always felt like okay and so if you go well howard stern's gonna have you on you could be nervous about that because you could be comparing yourself to other comedians and other all the luminaries and all the greats have been on the show or howard himself you know yeah but I'm always like, well, I'm funnier than everybody, so I don't have anything to worry about it. And then I go on, and I am. So I don't. It it gets, it gets cemented. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But I do oftentimes think about, what if I was wrestling with, you know, my ability, mm. like not so sure. You know, I'm a comedian, but inside, mm. you know, like a like a fighter that kind of knows he's not he's probably going to get beat by the guy across the ring from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then I would have to sort of, it, the, the conversation came up. I'm going to bring it all the way around, but uh, we we're talking about talking with someone on the road last week about John Popper. It's like, Oh, such a great musician. And so then it's such a nice guy. And I guess like, he can be a nice guy because he sings better, plays better than anyone who's ever going to be in the room with him. Mm. And he knows it. 
So he gets to be nice. And then it's like all these other divas with all their stuff, you know, J-Lo and their whatever, their stuff and their diva. And it's not all straight, but it's it's sort of, yeah, because they, they know the backup singers have better chops than they do. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they have to kind of construct an almost pro wrestler type facade, scaffolding around them. You know, I said that the people... I said, the guys, they were, you know, the heavyweight UFC champ guys. They're the nicest guys in the world. They yeah. believe it. They, yeah. There's nobody in any bar, or any room, or any lobby of any hotel that's ever going to be able to take them. And they know it. And 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 John Popper knows it. Yeah. And then John Popper then has the luxury of being regular and friend, Not regular. He doesn't have to construct this thing, you know. But, and then... You know, the guys that we know that have the actual uh, bona fides and resume can afford, like, you know, this the most self-deprecating guy, one of the most self-deprecating guys out there is like Mark Garagos. Make mm-hmm. fun of him all. I make fun of him all the time. He laughs and yeah. laughs and laughs and yeah. doesn't care because yeah. he's sitting in his mansion yeah. somewhere. Right? He knows who he is. He yeah. knows what he's done. Yeah. All right. What if you took all that away? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all you're riding off of is people telling you you were special, but in the face of no evidence. Yeah. You never, there's no plaques. There's no awards. There's no degrees. There's no achievements. There's no trophies. There's just people telling you. Well, try busting that person's balls and see how they react. Right. And that's kind of the world where, we're in. We're, and we're and you're describing that construct you've sort of painted is narcissism. That's right. the construct. So what I'm of saying is, is Mark Garagos can frequently say, "I didn't know about that," or "You were right about that," or "I yeah. was wrong about that," because yeah. he has this base, and the yeah. base is solid. It's right. a solid foundation. But and what if so, your base is just fumes? Well, right. And of so nothing. He, let's say Mark was a narcissist. He can still. He feels secure in protecting that fragile inner core because he's built all these abilities. And in a weird way, you know, that's sort of the low self-esteem thing also, which you just end up building things to kind of compensate for that. Kind of all the same sort of stuff. But the fragile narcissist who's sort of in a fantasy world, that is a dangerous sub, dangerous person. Right. And, and guess that, what? That person Projection, ha- scapegoating, all right. the shit now, we see going on right person- now. That person – can't afford to go, uh, you know, maybe I got a whole bunch wrong about COVID. No, no. That person has to lash out Jesus. and try to shut you down. Ugh. And and this is a offshoot of the self-esteem movement. Ugh. We now have tons of these people roaming around trying to protect themselves. Uh, again, saying things like, I told you, I told you this. You know, no, you didn't tell me. I told you, you know, these kind of weird circular arguments yeah. about, about what I told you or, I, or what I and, knew and, then, and, what and then you know, take or, a, or what I know in my heart. And, and then examine a Jay Bhattacharya. It's kind, soft-spoken, clear, brilliant, knows what he knows, takes positions that are harsh sometimes and just drills them. No problem. He's the the, poster child for this. The the people. The opposite of this, quite frankly. Think about the people who say things like, I didn't know that, but you're right. Or that's a very interesting thought. I wish I'd thought of it. You know, they're all the smart people who are super successful and usually kind of right leaning. 
Um, the or, ones or, that are or libertarian. Or libertarian. Leave me alone. Leave yeah, me right. Alone. The ones, but well, right by today's yeah, standards, yeah, not yeah. by yeah, Bill Clinton's standards. Right. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, is right. there's a kind of security, and, and it's a micro and a macro thing. It's kind of a large scale thing. You also <laughs> see it on a, a smaller scale if there's some friend of your wife who's insecure or something and doesn't feel like she's made waves in life or got anything done, how, how this snarky and defensive and argumentative, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's all that it's, it's really the UFC heavyweight guy versus the uh, short guy who thinks he's a tough guy, but got cut off the junior college football team. Cause he wasn't fast enough. You know, those are the guys picking the fights, the, the guys at the top of the food chain, not, not so much. So now we've created throngs of those people and we push them out into society and yeah. a lot of them end up on the view mm. you know what i mean like most of those women you know joy behar mm. is she is anyone she's a comedian yeah has anyone ever said oh did you hear what joy behar said and wasn't making fun of her right is anyone ever said, or did you see her one hour stand? Yeah, there? yeah. Or you know what? You want to see Chappelle this weekend, yeah. or should we go to the <laughs> Mega Dome and see Joy Behar? It's like it, it's it's <sighs> funny because she's not. Yeah, and she's not funny, and she's not funny on that show. So she has to have a sort of chip, and um, and a and a and also kind of a level of agitation. I mean, you take Jet Dave Chappelle, seems utterly relaxed everywhere all the time on stage or off stage, yeah, right? Because yeah. why? Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Why not be? You know, there's yeah. no compensation mm. going on, you know? Yep. And I think this is what we're we're dealing with. And 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 then there's that kind of a then you take these people and you go, look, we're going to elevate you into some position you're probably not supposed to be in, right? Yes, Kamala I am, Harris because everyone told me I am. Barbara, uh, yeah. Barbara Ferrer, L.A. Oh, County oh. Health Minister, whatever. Well, did they say things like, huh, you make a good point, or I'm open to hearing new ideas, or, uh, you, you know, I may have been wrong about a few. No, no, no. Now, now no. you really have to circle the wagons oh, because yeah. you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We shoved you and artificially elevated you into some position, and then you become like, a kid in Carol. some Disney movie who's now the boss of a huge corporation. And you go, well, what a boss is. I would march around and demand things. <laughs> right. you, you know what right, I mean? Right. The real guys who are the real deal, they never do that. Right. They never act that way. That's right. They can't tell they're the boss. Right. Uh, to be, to be fair. I mean, they can be harsh, but they're, they're harsh by today's standards again, but their harshness is much the way our football coaches would be harsh. Like I'm trying to help you. Right. Let's get at this. Yeah, there's, a, you know, whenever they do that thing where it's like, well, this comedian, he doesn't really like it when the other comedians are funnier, you know, on the whatever. And it's uh -oh. like, okay, cause that guy's insecure <laughs> yeah. about his comedy chops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what that is. They would talk. I mean, you've never heard me talk about comedy. Relax, Drew. You look at your phone during the break. You don't listen. Just relax. You never, don't look at anything. You've never heard me talk about comedians or I'm funnier, that guy, or he comes in here and tries to up, you know, up show me up or whatever. I, I don't care. I no. would, I'd like them to come on and be as funny as they can possibly Absolutely. be 
for as long as they can be funny. Yes. And I'm not that magnanimous. I just feel comfortable. I, I, and by the way, as it pertains to most things, I, I don't know about you, but I feel joy seeing other people's success. It's weird to me when people get envious. I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more. I want people thrive. I, with Florida, people, that's why I like going to Florida because people are in it. They're doing stuff. Yeah. You know, as a word, you know, my obsession with the French lately, but there's a word in one of the lectures I was listening to that I've not heard in years, and it's it's an obvious word, and he was complaining about the morale mm-hmm. in, in the country. And I thought, oh, we have no morale at all. Well, why would we? Well, first things first, the most insidious thing you can be is racist, and we never stop talking about racism. How so could you how, have morale? How could you have morale? Yeah. I mean, and, what if it's pedophilia? We'll just replace racism with pedophilia. Yeah. And we right. just, that's, well, quiet. That's what we talk about. Yeah. When Biden gives a speech, he talks about how so many Americans are pedophiles. Yeah. We put it in the end zone of the NFL games. <laughs> it's just pedophile talk, pedophile talk. Eric Adams starts talking about the reason people hating on me is because you're all pedophiles. Like, how much of that could you have before uh, you went? I don't think this is a very good place, right? Yeah. All right, let me tell you about our friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with Bill Browder, who uncovered a massive fraud inside the Russian government and took on one of the most powerful men in the world, Vladimir Putin. Well, I was sitting there down 90%. They were going to steal my last 10 cents on the dollar. So I took a decision which nobody had ever taken before, which was to take on one of the oligarchs. I did. I fought back big time. Sergey and I exposed the crime. The same people who Sergei testified against arrested him and then tortured him to try to get him to withdraw his testimony. He was really a man of steel. On the morning of November 17th at 7.45 a.m., I got the call from Sergei's lawyer, and it was the most horrifying, life-changing, soul-destroying news that I could have ever gotten. For more on how Bill Browder continues to fight for change while being a thorn in the side of Vladimir Putin, check out episode three, which is one of the most popular episodes of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All right, so I have a thought experiment for you, Drew. Ooh, I'm ready. On my uh, never-ending topic of race. Mm -hmm. So, but it's interesting because the tables are turning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's it's a thought experiment, but it's kind of I I think it I I think uh, I think I'm going to make my case. Okay. Okay. Um, I was leaving out of Fort Lauderdale over the weekend on Sunday, and uh, I was flying JetBlue and um, checked a bag over at JetBlue, mm-hmm. big merchandise bag, and then uh, started to make my way towards security. Um made my way towards security with my blue collapsible bag. It's a soft bag. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I have no idea in 2024 why fucking people would travel with one of those hard shell mm. bags, which women always travel with. It has something to do with their clothes getting wrinkled or something. But <laughs> people get those big shells, right? Yeah. And then they fucking fight with them. They try to get them into the overhead. Oh, they try yeah. they try everything. And then sometimes they get to the gate, and the gate's like, we're checking your bag. And they're right. like, i got to carry on. No, it's not a carry on, ma'am. It's a big tortoise, you know, <laughs> and we got to check, you know. Now, what I, I didn't follow my own advice, which I realized is I traveled with a duffel bag my entire career. It's just literally 
Audi gave it to me at some <laughs> event, you know, and literally, yeah. you know, 14 years of a duffel bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then I commandeered my son's bag, which has wheels on it, but it's soft. Yeah. And it has a little frame and wheels, just two wheels. Yeah. And, you know, you drag it around. Now, the lesson I've learned is if you're getting onto a full flight, don't wheel it behind you, collapse the handle and carry it. Okay. Because then they'll yeah. let you walk past. Yes, yes. If you're wheeling it, yeah. they'll stop you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I've been traveling for the last couple of years, every airport in America with this wheelie soft okay. bag. And so I go check my merch bag in over at JetBlue and I'm leaving. And uh, I'm not cutting it close, but I don't have much time to dilly-dally. I'm I'm heading toward security maybe about 50 minutes before the flight. But I have clear, Mm. so I'm fine. So as I'm wheeling this thing toward the front of the security line and getting ready to get my clear line, also I'm wheeling it because I'm out in general pop. Yeah, And I've, I've already... The JetBlue person who checked my other bag has seen this bag sitting next to me and has not said anything about it. So as I'm wheeling it, I get to the front of security, and there's like a 22, 23-year-old black woman with a mask around her chin. <laughs> oh, around, And I'm not saying over the mouth. Yeah, I mean on her chin. just pure chin. All right. Just chin. Okay. <laughs> like a president from 1879 you know what i mean with that the yeah. weird whiskers just yeah. just around the chin yeah and uh she goes uh yeah you're gonna have to check that bag and i've not really seen this before at at the front of sec- i'm just going through the security line yeah and she's going you gotta check the bag and i go well i i'll i'll just go through and if jet blue needs to check it JetBlue can check it yeah she goes no you gotta check it now and i said well i i bring it everywhere and i, I brought it here i didn't check i, I never check it yeah. she goes you gotta check it. it's too big yeah. so first thought you would know maybe your wife would i was like Is she worked for jet blue like who who does she work for right she's not wearing a jet blue outfit she's wearing a security outfit right so i got caught off guard like do you represent all airlines because everything on the other side of this security is all airlines. I'm not showing you a JetBlue anything. You're just pulling me, not even pulling me out of line. I don't get in line. Yeah. So she goes, uh, you got to check it. And I go, is that check it at the gate? Where, where are we checking it? She goes, no, you got to go back to JetBlue. There's a line. <laughs> I already checked a bag there. Jesus. By the way, it's going to cost 50 bucks now. You got to go back. And I'm kind of like... I'm a little tight on time now. I'm not. I didn't anticipate this part. You yeah. gotta go back, you know, get in line. Go. Did she have a TSA badge or anything? Yeah, or she, I think she was. She was TSA. She Jesus. wasn't a JetBlue employee. Like, but she and, wasn't. But sometimes they have like, like greeters at these lines. You know what I mean? Like, like people like helping people figure out where they're supposed to go. I don't know. I really, I I should have taken a picture. Of it. Uh, but I I said. No, I, I take this bag everywhere. It fits in the overhead. It's not a, it's not an issue. So I she goes, well, try to fit it in the template over there. Okay. And they had the template, the ones that yeah. look like a rack. Yeah. Not a box, but like a rack, like you would like like how you'd store a huge taco shell. <laughs> yeah. So I go, all right. 
And now the reason I travel with a soft bag is because you can always just mash it up into yeah. the into the overhead, and you just mash it into stuff. So yeah. I just dropped it in, kind of ma- pushed it in a little, yeah. and it just dropped right in. Yeah. So I go, uh, yeah, see, fits. And she goes, it's hanging past. It's like hanging out lengthwise, an inch uh. on each side of the template. Uh, so the template you sort of think of as for a thickness. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she's saying it's it's hanging out lengthwise. And I go, okay, but now I'm like I'm running late. I just dropped this thing in. Yeah. What you, take it back. Go back to JetBlue. Go get in line and wait and pay. Check it. I said, okay. well, now I don't know what to do now. i got to go back to JetBlue. Uh. Um, now, I started thinking about it like later on. And I was like, okay, this woman's 23. Yeah, She grew up on a steady diet of racism and mm-hmm. white supremacy and in the mm-hmm. DNA of, of America. And it's, it's built into our culture and it's heterosexual, old, tall, white guys that have been fucking this nation up. And by the way, if, I, if it was up to me, she wouldn't have a job, according to her. Heard her. Yeah. Right. So then I start going, well, how much is that is factoring into this equation? Okay, why wouldn't it factor in if that's how you you grew up with that? Right. You're a young black woman. You're wearing a mask. It's around your chin. Hmm. Nobody else is wearing a mask. You're wearing a mask. You're kind of saying how you are politically. Yeah, Meaning the you, signal. You're watching Joy Reid and MSNBC, and you're you're watching all the channels that talk about systemic racism all the time because mm-hmm. that's what the mask is telling me, right? Mm-hmm. Then I would, if you watch that, then I would sort of represent the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And most of the talk is about power and stealing your power and having the power. Well, this is power. Mm-hmm. You're turning me around and walking me 100 yards back the wrong direction. I've got to stand in line and i got to pay. Yeah, That's power. Yep. It's, it's literally, I would have preferred... Honestly, I would have preferred her just blow her nose into a Kleenex and drop it on the ground and then say, pick it up. Yeah. Would have been much easier yes, for me. Much and better. I would have done it. Yeah. You know, so she's exercising her power. Yeah. She's young and black. She's grow she's grown up on a steady diet of this, and she's got the mask around her chin, which says, This is the side of the aisle that I'm on. So then I started thinking about it and I thought, how much would this have changed if let's just say I was wearing a mask. Mm. And she may have gone, oh. Oh, teammate. Yeah. Tribe. Or what if I was wearing a mask and I was a female? All right. Well, you never know. Could have got worse. You never know. The the female element could go turn against you. What if I was a black man wearing a mask? (laughs) Oh, you sail through. Like, I'm just saying, what if I'm a black female wearing a mask with a Tupac shirt on? I think I make it. I think I make it. And that's the whole point. Now, now, Drew, do we agree if I'm a black female wearing a mask and a Tupac shirt, I I, I make it past this bitch? She wouldn't even have asked you. I, 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 that's how I feel. Okay. And by the way, they're the ones who are doing, oh, we got to stick together and we got to rise up and we got to, we can't be bullied. And we, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we, right? So now... I have to have the thoughts that they were formerly having. 
is that cop talking to me just because I'm black? Did I not get the raise at the job because I'm black? Is it because blank, blank, blank? You so know what I mean? You, you've become that. Well, I this- have to be because I'm walking back to fucking JetBlue to do something I've never done in my life, which is check a bag that didn't need to be checked in front of security. Right. Is that because I'm white? Is that because I'm old? Is that because I'm Italian? <laughs> Was well, that because she's black and I'm white? Like, yeah. uh, what, right? Well, yeah. what am I to do? Yeah. So now here we are. Now we're here, right? Yeah. All hey, right. Man, is I, this where you want to be? I remember the where your papers guy screaming at me when when I went to try to get a vaccine on on uh, December twenty second, two thousand twenty. Man of color, perhaps Asian. Oh, well, That's young. Eh. Mm. But the point is, young mask, something other than white. Yeah. We have to think about it. Well, you know, it, it was to me. It was people that that who, who enjoy power, and now are going to exercise it. That's yeah. It. Well, what if you just kept telling people you're powerless, you're powerless, you're yeah. powerless, and you're not powerless in this equation? You're turning me, telling me to turn around. But it, to me, that was a lot of the COVID story. Yeah, a lot of it. All right, uh, Las Vegas coming up February twenty second. That's at Jimmy Kimmel's Club and uh, two shows there. And then more shows at Kimmel's Club. You just go to AdamCroll.com for all the live shows. What do you got, Drew? DrDrew.com. I'd love to see you guys over at the Rumble channel. Please pres- subscribe there. So, till next time. Adam Kroll for Dr. Sam. Mahalo. You better run. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.